Would you ever have cyber sex with someone you've never met in person? Ooh, 2020 is a whole new world, though. Welcome to Sub Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. I'm your co-host today. You can call me Marshall. I'm a former banker, a current content creator, and sports fanatic. I'm kind of like Kendall Roy from Succession, but not a complete disaster. <laughs> I love that. So, guys, today on the show, we're chatting Kim and Kanye, power couple goals. We're chatting the crash of Quibi and a really inspiring story about a Starbucks employee. Let's get to it, huh? Yeah. Welcome, Marshall. We're so excited to have you. Well, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Amazing. You look dapper. I feel like you did your hair for me. I, I feel like I, I did I did the like wake up, shake it out, put a teeny tiny bit of pomade in it. I wanted it to look like I didn't try at all, but I tried really hard. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I think you accomplished that goal. So Marshall, I was curious, like you're in Tahoe, right? Mm-hmm. So what are your plans for 4th of July? What are you doing? Like, I'm pretty sure that 4th of July is canceled. I, I woke up this morning. I know that people listening will be listening a couple of days later, but today was like the single largest rise in cases from the last two months of COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, I think July 4th is generally canceled. Our little um, double date pack of four is going to go floating in inner tubes and drink White Claws. Just the four oh my of us. God. But out, that sounds out, amazing. But out here, the fireworks are canceled. We're just going to stay to ourselves and cook at the house and, and, and try and enjoy our time with a, a very beautiful backdrop. How about you? Marshall, an inner tube with an unlimited supply of White Claws is like a wet dream for me. It's not It's not bad. It's, <laughs> I, might, I, might, I, w- I might just bring my inner tube back and sit in 7th Avenue and just sit, on, and, <laughs> and just sit in the inner tube with a White Claw and try and recreate Wait, the experience. Okay. Hold on, I'm a couple years older than you, but that reminds me of funny story. There there was like a big snowstorm, like I wanna say like seven years ago in New York City with my I was with my friend Nick Champagne. Literally, that's like his name. Everyone knows him as that. And Vouv Clicquot like sent us a bunch of bottles of champagne and these blow-up inner tubes. So we were all sledding around Manhattan. No one it was the snow was so bad nobody could drive. And we like basically took over Soho. That sounds kind of funny. Yes, I know. And so actually what's funny about that is I, for the last couple of years, have DJed a party at Topping Rose in the Hamptons for Vouv Clicquot. And I miss it so much. And he was actually like, you know, we just sold a bunch of tickets to a social distancing event. Would you want to come or do the playlist or whatever? But I'm in Ohio and I'm just so far from the Hamptons, but I'm like dying to get out of the house. What you, what you would have to do and the level of pu- public transportation you would have to get on and the people you would have to be sharing your air circulation with to get to the Hamptons from Ohio is way, way, way too much for the payoff. Yeah, <laughs> way too much for one four-hour DJ set. If I did that, I would have to drive. But sidebar, the last time I drove, I totaled a car. Is that true? When was the last time you drove? 
like two years ago, um, right before Thanksgiving. I was like, happy Thanksgiving, mom. And by the way, I totaled your car. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. And whereas for me, I, I'm sure it's the same for you. I've been driving since I was 14 years old. I love coming back to North Carolina and getting back in the car. It feels like home. Wait, also though, P.S., isn't North Carolina popping with COVID cases right now? Oh, yeah. And we, we were the best state in the country until about a week and a half ago. Is that when reopening started? Uh, it was really our protests downtown and downtown Raleigh started and a lot of people were together and some were wearing masks and some weren't. Um, but it was te- it was truly tens of thousands of people out um, protesting, which I, I think I mentioned to you before. It's the it's this bizarre circular silver lining of COVID is that people have not had to be at their office so they've had time to protest and focus on social justice but because they've had time to focus on social justice some people you know more people end up with COVID than maybe they would have yeah that's really sad that was my biggest concern about the protests as well but I saw you and your girlfriend like went one day which I loved by the way so I totally support that I live with a 65 year old mother so I have to be like really and she's my only parent so that's another you know that's a big weight on your shoulders I'm like a bulldog protecting her like absolutely psycho she is like you need to chill out and I'm like no bitch you need to sit in the house (laughs) well yeah and it's and and that type of thing is a personal decision for everybody and we went out we went out and we were walking in the protest for maybe an hour and uh Madison my girlfriend has asthma and so when tear when tear gas went off between the asthma and her contacts, it was not a place that we wanted to be. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, guys, so today we are actually doing something new. We're gonna skip our quick hits and replace it with a fire round so that you can get to know Marshall and me just a little bit better. So Marshall, I'm gonna kick off if that's okay with you. Sure, why not? Um, I feel like some of my questions are kind of basic, but some of them are like actually just things I wanna know about you. Sure. Are you ready? I'm excited. Let's go. Okay. Uber or Lyft? Uber, unfortunately. I know. Me too. Okay. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. You don't think Hulu has been making a huge comeback? Hulu's been making a really big comeback, but just a few good shows does not cover the last eight years that Netflix has been running my entire life. Okay. Fair. You are a media exec, so I'll give you that. Okay. White Claw or wine? White Claw. Oh, that one's so hard for me. Do you Instagram your food? I do, but that's because my my mom is such an excellent cook. I and she loves Instagram, so she expects for me to do it. I really when I'm posting food, I post it for my mom. I love your mom. Okay. Last question. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Never. Not in the trendy Disgusting. way. Disgusting. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, what do you have for me? Now I'm nervous. I don't even know what you're Okay, are. so mine are not as interesting, but also more interesting. You ready? There are six of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys, 100%. It's the right answer because they're they're better. They're, they are better. Anyone that answers Dude, differently is incorrect. I still play Backstreet Boys. Like if you come to like more than a four hour DJ set of mine, you're hearing Backstreet Boys. They're excellent. For sure. Uh, Britney or Christina? <laughs> Definitely Britney. Taylor or Kanye? Kanye. Adele or Ariana? That one's so hard. I'm sorry, Adele. I gotta take Ariana, but you look fucking good, Adele. Gaga or Demi? Gaga. Would you ever have cyber sex with someone you've never met in person? Ooh, 2020 is a whole new world, though. So, like, the answer is maybe. Great. Those are my questions is for it you. Is a sugar daddy? I, I feel like I really got to know you. <laughs> I 
love this. We should do this every time. Okay, guys. So I think we should, you and I should do this every day. We should do this every day. Um, so one last bit of housekeeping before we get into today's show. You guys know the drill. We're still brand new. Please subscribe. Hit five stars if you're feeling frisky. It's like it's the same thing as throwing a follow on Instagram. So we need you to do it. Go write a review. It's worth it. Exactly. And stay tuned to the end for our Whatcha Watchin' segment. Marshall brings a whole new different array of shows. So you guys will be interested to hear his take. So we're going to kick off with our favorite power couple, Kim and Kanye. I've done a few different stories on Kim and Kanye throughout quarantine. A lot of papers have written about, you know, reports of them being on the rocks in the queue. And then just like, you know, imagine that you're Kanye, you do this dope-ass deal with Gap, a big heritage American brand, and then before anyone even has had time to congratulate you, Vanity Fair is like, boom, your wife's a billionaire. So what's the scoop here? So the scoop is that Kim and Kanye are both always like blowing up in the news one right after another, right? So Kanye just- made an announcement that he's launching Yeezy clothing line with Gap in 2021. He's going to get royalties and potential equity if they hit sales targets, and it could even be a 10-year deal. And what's kind of interesting is that it's actually kind of wholesome. Kanye worked at Gap as a teenager in Chicago, so it's like really coming full circle for him. I got a little bit of warm and fuzzies when I read that. And then, you know, Forbes anointed Kanye as a billionaire a couple of months ago, basically attributed to his partnership with Yeezy Shoes and Adidas, where just last year alone, they made $1.3 billion in revenue. With a B. What, with a B. $1.3 billion, baby. On the Kim front, right after Kanye's news comes out in the press, Kim releases her deal with Cody. And so for any of you who didn't hear our Supworld episode about Cody and Kylie Cosmetics, it's the same conglomerate that bought a 51% stake in Kylie Jenner, her sister's company. Cody is paying $200 million for 20% of KKW Beauty, which values her company at a billion dollars too. And boom, guess what? Now Kim is reportedly also a billionaire. They're going to be making hair, nail, and skin products, so it's essentially a fancy licensing deal. But, you know, I was just kind of wondering, it's like, Kim and Kanye are the biggest power couple that we have ever, 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 ever seen. Like, no one's even near them. Like, maybe Michelle Obama and Barack Obama or Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have some potential, like, with their ability to really wield the news around them. But, I mean, do you think that they just motivate each other to be bigger and bigger bosses every single day? Or is there, like, any type of, like, a competitive nature in here? Like, it's just intense how it's one does a deal, the next does a deal. And it's, like, in quarantine and most people are like, yeah, I've got a B status. It's B for broke right now. (laughs) It's not B for billionaire. It's B for bankrupt. (laughs) B for bankrupt. (laughs) You made made a good point. The Harry and Meghan... Michelle and Barack, both huge power couples, probably the only other people on earth that are sort of existing in that tippy tippy top tier of power couples. But the the difference here is that Kanye and Kim, they're kind of playing in the same uh, sandbox, right? Like existing in media world, existing in like beauty, clothing, it's all in one orbit. And I would say it has to be competitive, but I'm kind of a glass half full person about this. It's really, really nice that they can kind of 
push each other to elevate and that we're all sitting in quarantine, like just trying to keep our lives together and they're living their very, very best life. <laughs> um, and, and being, That's being true. like anointed by different magazines, getting that billionaire money with a B uh, the the entire household situation is a really positive reflection of 2020 and escaping typical gender roles. As if I was Kanye, I'd be so excited to have my woman out there fucking owning. Do you think he's like going to take a break and be like, I got a sugar mommy. What now? The whole point is that he can. He probably won't, but he can. I'm someone that has a very, very successful, ambitious girlfriend. She's wonderful. She's so much more successful than I am. <laughs> it's it's fucking hot. I love it. I live for it. You know what's funny? I am the opposite of you. I'm actually, you know, 2020 is a whole new world for me. So I'm actually accepting applications yeah. for a sugar daddy now. <laughs> Where can someone go to find the application? You can go to at DJ Nicole Rose on Instagram and shoot a DM. I would like to see your resume. <laughs> please, just go ahead and, please go ahead and attach it. Don't send a sweet note. Start with the resume. <laughs> Lead yeah, with your credentials. No cover letter. Go straight to the resume, boys. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. So anyway, I think on a positive note, I love what you said that you're more of a glass half full kind of guy. That's totally what we're about here on Sup Babe. I think, you know, there have been reports of Kim and Kanye being on different schedules in quarantine and sleeping on different sides of the house. And maybe that's mm -hmm. just because somebody snores, you know, that could be absolutely fucking nothing. But, you know, they're on different routines. Kim gets up and she works out early. Kanye sleeps late and then he does his hustle. So they're kind of like existing in different worlds. But I also think maybe that is part of the beauty of their relationship and why it works. I think I think that especially in quarantine, we've all, you know, people that are in couples and people that aren't in couples. You have to find comfort in your own routine and not being on somebody else's routine, whether that's your mom's routine or fuck my mom's routine. You need to you need to be doing your own thing because that's the only way that this is going to be sustainable and right this second it doesn't look like we are heading towards a, a short end and it's nice that Kim and Kanye not only found that but found some success in it. Yeah, I love that you said that because I'm just going to shout out to my mom right now and just let her know I'm not on your routine anymore babe. You're on your yeah. own. <laughs> you're on your own you're on your own okay awesome so that kind of leads us into our next story speaking of you know big celebrities i wanted to chat with you about quibi marshall i mean you are media obsessed you're a content creator you have a background in media what's the story here what is really going on with quibi because nobody knows sure so um for people that don't know what quibi is quibi stands for quick bites um that the company intended for it to become a verb sort of meaning where you go to find your short form videos. So Quibi has a number of celebrities that created uh, short television shows, no shows longer than 10 minutes. They poured $2 billion into it. They launched in April. Um, if you're wondering what the fuck is Quibi, I've never heard of it. That's how most people feel. Um, <laughs> in the last two months, they've accumulated uh, at most and it's tippy tippy top peak a million and a half viewers um but unfortunately almost all uh, about 85 percent of those viewers are on the free version so when they roll off their their 90-day free trial um quibi will be left with less than 25 percent of what their expected subscription weight rate was at this time so this huge two billion dollar investment that is fronted by people like reese witherspoon lebron james chrissy Teigen, um has been an an abject failure, which is why we're sitting here talking about it, because it seems like those $2 billion are kind of um, in the fire pit. 
So, okay, I'm curious about this because, look, I think there was a lot of hype in, in our world, in the media world around the sure. launch, right? Six months before it launched, I feel like I was excited about it. And then when it came out, I wasn't even offered a free trial. I didn't see any of yeah. these massive, shiny, huge celebrities they hired to produce original content post about it. I didn't see Sophie Turner. I didn't see Chrissy Teigen. I didn't see Reese Witherspoon. Um, I don't follow any of the boys that closely, but I really didn't see anybody pushing it. So, and, yeah. and once again, too, where, and then what about influencers pushing it? I follow a ton of influencers. I talk to a ton of influencers. I didn't see this really being marketed aggressively. So it's like, what did they spend almost $2 billion on? Was it not on getting it in the hands of consumers? They paid Reese Witherspoon $6 million to, to do the voiceover for five 10 minute episodes of a nature show. So if you're, if you're doing right, the math which there, I think is that's, just that's, that's, that's completely $6 ridiculous. million dollars for 50 minutes of work where she didn't even have to put on makeup in the morning. She could probably do, she probably <laughs> did it from her iPhone. They probably sent her the video but, and she just did, did the voiceover on, on Skype like this. Isn't her husband director of talent for Quibi or something kind of inside like that? He is. So let's take a step back. Chrissy Teigen has a show about relationships and deciding who's right in relationships called Chrissy's Court. And we've, Chrissy Teigen is the literal queen of the internet. She is like the, the matron saint of all things internet. If she is not so excited that her first mm -hmm. show is out and people can watch it and we should be engaged with it and posting it on her tremendous social media and asking people to go subscribe, it's not good. If she's not saying, go watch my own show, it has to be bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And so, okay, so what's interesting about this is that I mean, Jeffrey Katzenberg was kind of like epic when we were children, right? Like he's already a billionaire. He started DreamWorks. Um, yeah, he started DreamWorks. So basically what that means is like every single show that you watched and cherished as a child, Jeffrey Katzenberg had his name attached to. Little Mermaid, Aladdin, The Lion King, Beauty cool. and the Beast. Do you think he's just like pushing 70 now and he's just like out of touch? Or it's just like he threw a bunch of big um, dick energy in the wrong direction? I just, I mean, just don't get it. I think people would have been super excited about this idea two years ago. I think before HBO Max came out, before Disney Plus came out, before Hulu started really pushing on original content, mm -hmm. I think that there was a place for something for you and me who ride the subway every day, who do a lot of commuting back and forth, we're in transit a lot, to watch short videos. Um, but in the interim- But also, isn't that what literally YouTube is? YouTube and TikTok, right? Like, right. The, the, I think they I think they missed the moment. I think that they missed the mark and it they didn't leave any options to the consumer. And what we know from studying psychology is that consumers are paralyzed when there's too many options, yeah. right? So if you give a consumer 30 ways to use your program or your app or watch your shows, that's gonna be paralyzing for them. They're gonna have, you're gonna have less traction in that scenario. But if you at least give them like three different options, then you can retain people. And I think Jeffrey Katzenberg just said, I know best, I, you know, he, he thought that he knew what everybody wanted. And so he made all these choices for us. And then people were just like, no, the, not exactly going to hit right this now. This will be the last thing I, I, I say about it before we move on. But um, the other thing about Quibi is that so much of what we love now, and even in quarantine, is the shared viewing experience. Like you like yeah. you and I text all the time about what we're, like actually what we're watching and like chit-chatting about it. No one's watching Quibi because you're sitting at home, so you're not going to watch something on your phone. You want to watch it on TV. And then, your, exactly. and then your friends aren't watching it, so you're less likely to watch it. So, like, when normal people on Hulu comes out and is a massive hit because the main character is so fucking hot, 
all of your friends are going to sit down and watch it. They're not going to go download a new app. They're not going to pay for something new. They're going to use what's in their living room. They're going to use what's right in front of them. So this is this is ill time too. I totally agree. And I also think like the ability to not even send a screenshot to a friend just like totally messed up the whole shareable aspect of content. We as content creators know if that shit ain't shareable, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So that leads us on to our next story you know we were chatting about our parents earlier and being on their schedules and when you were growing up as a kid I guess there's a lot of throwbacks to childhood in here especially given that you know I'm like 33 living in my mom's house right now (laughs) but didn't your parents always tell you to just do the right thing and you'll be rewarded Marshall my parents told me do the right thing hard stop if you get rewarded great but they're one has nothing to do with the other I I my my parents um led with what is it like the whip rather than cake or something there's some idiom about isn't it like the carrot or the stick correct my correct my parents led with stick only so my parents led with carrot only they were like get straight a's we'll write you a check if you show up and you do well in school you can have a party so basically i just had to be a rock star in terms of school and they would let me do anything that i wanted which kind of turned me into the tyrant that i am today but that is neither here media mogul there, that you are so. today. <laughs> the media mogul oh my god it sounds so fancy thank you for that so into our story i thought this was like a beacon of hope so basically a san diego starbucks barista named lennon gutierrez asked a customer in the store a couple of days ago to kindly put on her mask while she was ordering. And apparently the customer had a massive meltdown. She started cursing him out, she flicked him off, she left the store, ran out. She was so flustered and upset that she ran back in. She asked his name and said she was gonna call corporate and she took his picture, okay? So this woman then goes on to her Facebook page, okay? And she starts shaming Lennon on Facebook, okay? It's like, like safety shaming is like the new slut shaming or something, right? So this woman, let's just call her Karen for lack of a better name. Better I'm name sure since, especially since I didn't even bother to remember her name because she's inconsequential here. But she goes and she posts to her Facebook complaining about Lennon and this post goes viral in the wrong direction. So instead of backlash on Starbucks or poor Lennon, by the way, he's only 24, so he's probably like, what on earth is happening right now? Please save Lennon. Jesus. I know, poor Lennon. Um, So another person sees this post, feels bad for Lennon, and actually sets up a GoFundMe page for him to send him tips for doing the right thing. So, like, isn't that the most wild, like, story of hope? It's like they raised literally $90,000 in a short period of time. It's kind of like Lennon won the lottery. He can, like, retire now and and, and go pursue his dreams. Life-changing money for Lennon. Right? I mean, you're 24 and you're working at a Starbucks and all next week you've got $90,000? I mean, you could go get a master's. You could go get an MBA. You know, he plans to start up a school to teach children how to dance, which I thought was pretty adorable. I think he should apply to Dancing with the Stars. Maybe there's... So is, is the is the lesson here, do the right thing and wear a fucking mask? <laughs> I think, yes, I think that's the lesson um, for sure. And I think, I mean, I thought it was really beautiful to just see community, like online, people who didn't even know him had never met him and weren't even there when this happened, just rallying around him. And what they're really rallying for when they tipped Lennon for doing the right thing is they're rallying for all of us to keep each other safe. You know, it's kind of cozy. It's kind of a homey cozy story, right? 
it's real. It's just really nice because I know that people are starting to get a little bit exhausted by how hard the world is right now. And so a positive story right. like this really like injects the shot of Red Bull that everybody needs to continue doing, <laughs> continue doing the right thing. Totally agree. And I know that, you know, ultimately what you're really doing here is you're just protecting your fellow neighbors. And I like that Lenin stood up for everybody else. You know, that takes guts. I think you made the right point before that slut shaming and mask shaming are both <laughs> out. I'm done with them both. That's kind of helpful because yeah. it's probably the new reality we're living in for, I don't know, at least till 2021. And maybe don't yell at your Starbucks worker. Their day probably sucks. Their day, oh, yeah, right. and, their day pro- seen. And, and their day probably sucks worse than your day. And Wait, Marshall, you made the best point. You said that they've already seen every single person Co- who hasn't had their coffee yet. Correct. <laughs> that, Star- that Starbucks employee, Lennon, probably not only sees 2,000 angry people every day, but that, that Karen was probably not even the first person to yell at him. <laughs> That's probably just the first person that po- that went so far as to post a Facebook post. There are people at Starbucks get yelled at every fucking morning. So when you walk in there, just think they got here before I did. They had to have their coffee before I did. Their day sucks worse than mine does. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my mask and I'm gonna leave them alone. Because also it's Starbucks corporate policy to wear a mask. So it's not Lennon's fault to begin with. Just leave those people For alone. Sure. Their life is like really difficult and they're providing a really essential service for sure us. and if you don't want to wear your mask they offer delivery curbside pickup there are plenty of options for people mobile right? all so of i it. think if you if you just if you don't want to wear a mask then you should stay in the house and if you're bored in the house then you should wear a mask i feel like i made i posted this on my instagram actually and it actually got like a lot of likes i said something to the effect of like the people who don't want to wear a mask in public are the people who like take a dump in the bathroom and don't wash their hands <laughs> Um, that just feels fair. That just feels accurate. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So guys, you've heard enough about our weird pontifications on what wearing or not wearing a mask means. I'm sure you're ready to get out of here. You've probably had enough of sup babe for today, but before you go, we have one quick last segment for you. Our whatcha watch and seg Marshall is going to give us an awesome new show rec. Hit it. My favorite movie of the week is Eurovision on Netflix. I sat down to I sat down to watch okay. this two nights ago. It's Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. It's brought to you by the same people that brought you The Office and Parks and Recreation, the, and The Good Place, Greg Daniels and Adam McKay. It's freaking hilarious. Um, I don't know. Wait, so let's back up. So can you explain what the yeah. concept is? Because I didn't understand. Like, was it a show? Was it a movie? I saw that it was trending on Netflix all weekend, and I like clicked on it twice, and I still didn't get it. So it's funny you say that because it's it's a very a European-centric story. Um, Eurovision is a real competition that happens every summer. Uh, every country comes up, kind of uh, has their own competition to deliver the best pop song. And then all of those pop songs compete against one another in the Eurovision contest. And then whoever wins, wins Eurovision for the year. And so it's- So it's like real life American Idol in Europe. It's real life American Idol, but it's kind of like, it's more like the World Cup of of American Idol because there's like the group stage and then you like escalate to the championship stage. Um, but yes, heavy competition singing show and Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams are Icelandic uh, past their prime pop singers. And they're <laughs> and through a series of flukes, they're able to compete in the competition. And it's just tremendous. And it's really funny because for us, we love anything that Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams does. Like that's that's just kind of a part of being American. But people in Europe are freaking out over this because all of their favorite Eurovision contestants are in the movie doing cameos. It's great. (laughs) 
I love that. Okay, amazing. I'm putting this on my next to watch list. And guys, that's all we have for today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe and hit five stars. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose at Sup Babe Pod. And don't forget to check out Marshall at What to Do with Marshall. All right, guys, we hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to Sup Babe for your daily dose of good news. XOXO.